Hello, and welcome to Code Conversations, a podcast series from ACNM Magazine that focuses on interpreting the National Electrical Code. I'm Ellen Parson, Editor-in-Chief of ECNM, and I'm sitting down today with NEC expert Russ LeBlanc to discuss some of the most significant changes to the 2023 edition of the Code. This is all in 10 minutes or less. Most of you probably already know Russ. He's a Master Electrician, Electrical Instructor, Trainer, Certified Electrical Inspector, and Longtime Contributor and Code Consultant to ECNM Magazine, bringing you some of our most popular pieces of content, including What's Wrong Here, moving violations videos, and illustrated code catastrophes. For today's episode, we're going to discuss section 110.26 and why it's important. So on this particular code change, it looks like there's a lot to unpack here. This revision is mainly related to the requirements for open equipment doors, egress, and working space around electrical equipment. So Russ, can you give us an overview of what changed first? Sure, but let's review the main rule first. Okay. Section 110.26 requires working space and access to and egress from working space to be provided and maintained around all electrical equipment to permit ready and safe operation and maintenance of the equipment. Open equipment doors must not impede access to and egress from the working space. For 2023, the requirement about open equipment doors was relocated from 110.26C2 to 110.26 because it relates to more than just large equipment. In 2020, this requirement only applied to equipment 1,200 amps or more and over six feet wide. But now it applies to any equipment, 1,000 volts or less, regardless of its amp rating or size. It's also been revised to clarify the conditions caused by any open equipment doors, which would be considered impeding access to and egress from the working space. Okay, um, what do you think brought about this change? Well, preventing worker entrapment was really the driving force behind these changes. Uh -huh. Dangerous arc flash events are not limited to only 1200 amp or larger equipment. This can happen with 1000 amp equipment, 800 amp equipment, or even smaller equipment. And if open equipment doors are blocking the worker's means of egress, when an arc flash happens, they could be injured or even worse if they can't get out of that space quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what specific code language then changed that may be the most useful for our listeners to pay particular attention to? Wording was added to clarify when open equipment doors would be considered impeding access or egress. The 2020 code did not specify any minimum dimensions or how many, how many equipment doors would need to be open to impede access or egress. The 2023 code now tells us that access or egress is considered impeded if one or more open equipment doors restricts the working space access to less than 24 inches wide and six and a half feet high. Okay, oh, great. Well, thanks for explaining that. So I think just to recap, what are the main takeaways from this revision then? One of the big considerations is how to provide these minimum dimensions when equipment doors are open. There are several ways installers and designers can provide the required dimensions. One way is to provide larger electric rooms for the equipment. Um, electricians would probably love to have larger electric rooms, right? Mm -hmm. Having more space between equipment and walls could be one option, but larger electric rooms 
also mean less leasable or money making right. space for the property owner. Mm -hmm. So the owner may not want that. Mm -hmm. Another solution might be to provide equipment without hinged doors, equipment having removable covers that bolt onto the equipment instead mm -hmm. of a door swinging open on a hinge would essentially eliminate any open equipment doors. However, this solution also increases the danger of an arc flash event because installing mm -hmm. or removing a bolt-on cover is probably more likely to lead to a worker dropping bolts or the right. cover into the energized equipment. This would be disastrous. And right. I speak from experience on this one because I actually did that before. I dropped a bolt-on cover into a switch gear when I was a young apprentice and it caused oh several uh -huh. massive arc blasts that damaged the equipment. Thankfully, I was only slightly burned, but wow. I was very lucky, to be honest, mm -hmm. um, that I wasn't more seriously injured or, or worse. Mm -hmm. So opening a hinged equipment door is a much safer option. Another potential solution is to take particular care with the layout of the equipment in the electric room. Perhaps staggering the position of the equipment with hinged doors could provide the required clearances too. Uh, and a discussion with the AHJ may also be able to provide other creative solutions to solve this problem. Okay, great. Well, thanks for explaining all that on this new code change. I'm sure we'll be revisiting that at some point. Um, it looks like we're about out of time. So I want to thank Russ for sharing his unique insights from the field and industry knowledge with us today, as always. Uh, and in closing, I'd like to thank Senior Associate Editor Ellie Coggins and Associate Editor Michael Morris for editing and putting these podcasts together making this valuable information available to all of our readers and listeners. This podcast is produced by ECNM Magazine, part of the portfolio of Endeavor Business Media Publications. That's it for today's Code Conversation. Please let me know if you have any pressing NEC podcast topics you'd like to listen to in the future. And don't forget to check out our website for more podcasts and other great content resources for electrical construction professionals. Thank you and have a great day.